Hello and welcome to another Death by Bungie podcast, Talking with Bungie. I am recording this podcast on Sunday, March 22nd, in the middle of the state game lands at an undisclosed location on public ground in the Kingdom of Bungie. The Kingdom of Bungie actually includes the state game lands? Yes, it does. Well, Maybe it's not official yet. It's not official official until Bungie and I kill a deer here, I'm betting. That would be the only fair way to make it uh, part of the kingdom of Bungie, officially, right? You haven't really conquered it until you've come out here, hunted, and been successful. So we are on a crusade right now. Let's call it that. We're on a crusade right now, Bungie and I are, to make this work, to get out here on the public ground and get our hands on a big buck or a buck or a deer or whatever we can get our hands on right we, we are not that picky but we have our goals we have our objectives but goal number one is scouting and that's what i'm doing out here right now the topic of concern in this day and age here in the middle of march heading into the end of march is the coronavirus i am absolutely certain you have heard of it and many of you probably right now are saying, what in the world are you doing outside of your house? What are you doing on state game lands during this time? Why are you there? That's a good question. That's a fair question. I'm out here because scouting is important to me. I have a goal. I have plans. Those plans include completing this task, getting out here and getting this done, so that in the fall I can be successful. I'm doing a vlog today wrapping up a really nice vlog about what I have learned so far, and I think you'll get a lot out of that that will be posted on the YouTube channel very soon. Genevieve and I had a great time yesterday wandering around on state game lands. Very productive time, I believe. I think we had a great time. I am going to talk a little bit today on this podcast about the coronavirus, that virus that is keeping us in our homes. That virus, which is causing you to wonder why I am out here. Well, presently, right here, March 22, 2020, the courthouse where I work is closed to the public, closed this week. That changed from the beginning of the week where we had plans to wrap up some immediate business, but gradually, uh, very quickly actually, during the week, turned into a directive from our state Supreme Court that we are not allowed to conduct any legal business other than for inmates. Inmates get special consideration during this time because their liberty is, is in jeopardy, right? They are incarcerated, they're in jail, they're in custody. And the thinking is obviously that their rights are more important at this time than folks who are out on the street. Somebody who's out on the street can wait a little bit to get sentenced, can wait a little bit to dispose of their case because they're not incarcerated, they're not in jail. And somebody who's in jail needs to get into court sooner rather than later to find out what's going on with their case. I totally get that, totally support it, I'm totally gonna do my part. However, that has resulted in a reduction of my court staff, my, my office staff, the staff that I, the county employs on my behalf. We've gone from five, persons, three support staff, and two lawyers, down to essentially two and a half. Basically, uh, some of our employees are floating, 
taking filling up the gaps there for reception, for secretarial work, for paralegal work, that sort of thing. They're taking turns. And then I still have the two lawyers, me and one other lawyer. That will probably change in the near future. We probably will see a reduction of that even before this is all said and done. The coronavirus has taken its toll everywhere. Stores are closed. Uh, some of the states right now obviously are talking about uh, or have in place stay-at-home orders where you're not allowed to leave, not allowed to go running around in the public and all that good stuff. You're allowed to shop for groceries and that's about it. Our stores look like uh, Russia in the late 80s, you know, and if you're Russian, um, my dear friend Alex, he may remember such things, or at least that's what we were told as Americans, that in the late 80s, the Russians were, you had to wait in line for bread and all that good stuff. Well, guess what? In Pennsylvania right now, you got to wait in line for bread. That's how it is because of this virus and because of our reaction to this virus. A couple of observations I want to make about that, though, and that's one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast. And one of the reasons, too, you know, the time is coming where they close down the state game lands, most likely, as a result of this coronavirus. Now, I suspect that will happen, not because you're in jeopardy being out here. I am totally safe being out here walking around the woods, 100%, no question. Yesterday, Genevieve and I did a whole bunch of scouting on a piece of property we had not been on before, a piece of public ground, spent a lot of time on it, had a great time, very productive, learned an awful lot, walked through a really nice clearing, came in contact with no other human beings. I doubt there had been anyone there recently. On the way out, we saw six or eight different cars where people were doing precisely the same thing. How cool is that? There were people at different parking areas doing the same thing. They were getting out, getting some fresh air. You're not going to run into people here, not like you would in a public park in the middle of town, something like that. Just to give you an update on my neck of the woods, Dunkin' Donuts, the place that I frequent on a daily basis, still open for business. How cool is that? You can still get your iced coffee, or at least I can get my iced coffee every morning through the drive-thru. I still feel comfortable doing that. When they hand me the cup out the window, I place it in my cup holder. I am using Germex after I'm done with my... The straw is totally contained. I remove the straw from the paper without touching the straw, I, or without them touching the straw. I put the straw in the coffee, drink the coffee, and um, when I'm done with that, I wash my hands thoroughly when I get to work, that sort of thing. That is the plan. You follow routines like that, habits, routines, practices like that, you will be safe in times like this, I firmly believe. I use disinfecting wipes routinely, right, wiping down my steering wheel, parts of the car, that sort of thing, and I am... Uh, using those wipes at my office to wipe down my phone. I am limiting the number of people that are allowed in my office. In fact, other courthouse employees, there's no public people allowed in the office, uh, clients, that sort of thing. People on the street are not allowed in the courthouse. So we have to conduct all of our uh, business by telephone, which is totally okay with me. That's, that's a safe way to do this. When we get out into the uh, world here, you know, or when I'm conducting other courthouse business, courthouse employees, we're not allowing them in our office. We don't let them in because they have their own office to go infect, right? <laughs> we keep our office just to the people, limiting it to the people that are there. That is a good, safe practice, something that you should do in times like these. I don't have a problem with that. I think it is productive. It's called social distancing, right? When we're around people, we don't stand right on top of them when we talk anymore. Um, fortunately, my ears are good enough at this stage in my life where I can still hear people if I'm 15 feet away from them. That could present, present a problem for other people, especially in my line of work when you're a lawyer. Um, what in the world are we talking about, though? This is a crossbow 
hunting and deer and hunting-related podcasts. What does this have to do with that? I just thought it would be interesting to document the stage that we are at at this time. So there it is. But in addition to that, I wanted to go a step further and uh, talk a little bit about deer and what the coronavirus means. Now, turkey season, our spring gobbler season, that might be in jeopardy. We might be if we are in a shelter-in-place, shelter-at-home type of scenario, a quarantine-type scenario where unnecessary travel is not allowed, then I can really see a reduction in spring gobbler. It could jeopardize my spring gobbler. In fact, right now I will tell you that I had plans to travel out of state for spring gobbles, gobbler, and those plans are canceled. I will not be traveling to Maryland to hunt spring gobbler. I actually toyed with that idea, but right now I suspect by the time that season opens up and gets in full swing, you will not be allowed to stay in hotels or travel to Maryland, so I'm not going to make those plans. What does it mean for the Death by Bungie meet and greet? What would otherwise be the second annual Death by Bungie meet and greet, right? Last year we had a great time. Five of us got together, we all killed boars, we took home a whole bunch of meat, we had a great time. I had a great time meeting some friends of Bungie at the Tioga Boar Preserve in Tioga, Pennsylvania. What a great group of people those guys are. Genevieve and I have hunted there over the years at different times and had a great time. What are we going to do about the meet and greet this year? Details are coming. Those of you listening to this podcast, I'm telling you right now, if you haven't done so already, make sure you are subscribed to the Death by Bungie YouTube channel. I'm going to do a live stream with instructions, with uh, information about the upcoming meet and greet very soon. I'm going to do that with an asterisk, however, with a little caveat that it could be in jeopardy. I don't know what the coronavirus means for our upcoming 2020 second annual <laughs> Death by Bungie meet and greet. I don't know what it means for that. Man, I hope you can hear these birds out here. As soon as I say that and pause, they stop. There's some birds. I hope you can hear those. I will try to boost that a little bit from time to time in this podcast, but that's the reason that I wanted to record this out here in the woods. There are two reasons why I'm recording this out in the state game lands, out in the middle of nowhere, right? One is I got to complete my scouting. If they're going to close this place, and they certainly could if we are required to restrict all unnecessary travel in the very near future, I want to get my scouting in because this is the time to do it. A month from now, two months from now, when such an order is lifted, I may not be able to get out of here. I may not be as productive. I get out here and everything's growing up. You can't see those trails. You can't see the scrapes. You can't see the rubs as well. And the scouting is more difficult. You can still check out the geography, but that's about it. The second reason that I wanted to record this, out here in the middle of nowhere, and I hope you can hear them, is because of the birds. I can hear crows, I can hear blue jays, I can hear blackbirds, and that's just a small assortment, a small selection of what I will hear today as I make my way around here this morning. In fact, that's why I'm recording it. It's like 30-something degrees right now. I'm sitting here a little bit chilly, sitting on this log right here in the middle of nowhere. The ground is still frosty, and I will walk this morning and watch that frost melt off. But it is the those mornings, mornings like this, that give me all of those birds where I can hear those. Come in here in the afternoon, you're less likely to hear that many birds. The reason I wanted to hear the birds was to share with you, those of you who might be sitting in your homes, afraid to go out, cautious, not going out, 
not getting outside and hearing the birds, I wanted you to experience that, just to lift your spirits a little bit during this time. And I hope it helps. Another thing that I should just briefly mention, when we talk about the coronavirus, I did a podcast before talking about the coronavirus, talking about chronic wasting disease, CWD, and some of the similarities. I listened to another podcast by wildlife professionals, by wildlife biologists, or people who are in that field at least, and I listened to that recently, and they made comments that they thought that the approach of social distancing, the approach of keeping people limited to their homes, was very similar and appropriate to the way that we are handling CWD in many states where they are killing deer. The proposal by the Pennsylvania Game Commission to kill deer, reduce deer numbers in order to stop the disease. I take issue with that. I take issue with that, number one, because, and I can go and I will do more podcasts on this topic as we go forward because it's not a topic that's going to go away. It's going to be here. So it deserves scrutiny. It deserves discussion. But one of the things that I wanted to point out when we talk about CWD, and I've mentioned this before, of course, you're going to be like a broken record here, but CWD, chronic wasting disease, is a frequency-dependent disease. The coronavirus is a density-dependent disease. And what I mean by that, density-dependent, if you take 100 people and put them in a confined space, like a cruise ship just off the shore, they can all get that disease just by being in close quarters. It's density dependent. They're going to share it. They're, they're going to get it. They're going to transmit that disease from one person to another. CWD is frequency dependent. Now, CWD is transmissible. It can be transmitted from one deer to another. That's what transmissible spongiform encephalopathy means, right? That's what the transmissible word means. It means it can be transmitted from one deer to another. But unlike the coronavirus, CWD is not a virus. It's a prion. It is a little piece of, pri- of protein, a building block f- of their flesh, of their body, muscle, that is something that, in, in all parts of their body, that is something that transmits from one deer to another. Once that prion is given from one deer to another, if it happens enough, the body, for some unknown reason, unknown reason, the body of the deer will start replicating that phony pro- protein instead of the correct one. And what happens is, all of a sudden now the deer's got a body full of that stuff that's just not put together right. And that's the problem, right? The deer falls apart, starts stumbling around, loses its balance, all that good stuff. Because it creates that spongiform appearance in the brain. The difference between density dependence and frequency dependence is that in order for it to be transmitted from one deer to another, in order for one deer to give it to another deer, they have to have contact, right? They have to transmit it from one deer to another. That means they have to lick each other. They have to basically have contact with each other to transmit the disease. The difference between density dependence and frequency dependence is that they have to have that contact. Without that contact, it doesn't matter how many deer you got. If you've got 100 deer, in this one particular enclosed area, let's say, 100 deer, and there are, uh, there's one infected deer in there. That deer has to, you know, if it's the mother of a fawn, the fawn's gonna get CWD because they lick each other. They, They lick each other a lot, and they share a lot of contact that way. But that same doe probably doesn't lick does from another family group. 
isn't sharing it in that manner. Okay? If they did, if CWD was density dependent, it's been around since the 1960s, the, all the deer would have it by now if it was like the coronavirus. The coronavirus has infected thousands of people in a matter of months. By the time this is done over several months, we might have millions of infected people in the, in the United States alone. Some projection, projections are calling for over 2 million deaths from the coronavirus. That's just deaths. That's not the people that were infected. And that's over a matter of months. Staying home prevents that, can cut that down an awful lot because it is a density-dependent disease. If CWD were the same as the coronavirus, if CWD was density-dependent, it'd be everywhere right now. It would have been everywhere by the 1970s. Deer everywhere would have it. I think a better example, a better comparison of a deer-related disease compared to a that is similar to the coronavirus would be something like bovine tuberculosis. If one deer in a particular area has bovine tuberculosis, that deer can spread that to other deer because that's a density-dependent disease. That deer can spread it a lot. doesn't require the same level of contact, I wouldn't think, as something that is frequency, frequency of contact-dependent, like chronic wasting disease. So there's a big distinction there, and that is your little deer-related tidbit for this podcast. This is a deer hunting podcast, and you need deer-related tidbits, don't you? I think that's only fair. The last thing I want to talk about on this podcast, and then we'll wrap it up, is humankind will survive the coronavirus. My friends, stay safe. You friends of Bungie, stay safe. Lock yourself up. Stay away from people. Keep washing your hands. Fix all your meals at home. Do the best you can. We'll get through this. And at the end of this, this fall, hopefully we'll enjoy a meet and greet together. Hopefully we will enjoy our upcoming crossbow seasons together. Thank you and all hail Bungie. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.